Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will hey, Andrew. What you reading there, buddy? Psalm 9. Oh, hey, it's Monday. We got to talk about Psalm 9. It is Monday. We've got a new psalm. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Today, I want to talk about giving thanks. Psalm 9 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence, for you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne, giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice. He judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the peoples his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk in the pit that they made, in the net that they hid. Their own foot has been caught. The Lord has made himself known. He has executed judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands." The wicked shall return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail, let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord, let the nations know that they are but men. So looking at the ascription at the beginning, superscription I guess, uh, this is a psalm of David. A Psalm of David, and uh, we've been reading a number of these Psalms of David. We will continue in the book of Psalms, uh, and yet this one, I think, has plenty of drama in it. You've got uh, the lover of God, the praiser of God, David versus the nations or the Gentiles, but on the whole, I think a very optimistic sounding psalm. God is great. He's to be praised. God's the deliverer. God's going to judge the enemies, judge the nations. Um, you know, I could see, I could see where people were uh, psyched to sing this psalm and Amen. Let's sing it again. Well, it is very optimistic. I think it's important to point out, though, that it's optimism in the middle of something that may not be quite so good. So, for instance, when he says in verse eighteen, "For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever," there's this hint that they're in a time where it might seem like the needy are being forgotten or the poor are perishing, but they have the optimism. The mm-hmm. best days are ahead of us. Yeah, the best absolutely. days are not behind us. We we haven't we haven't gotten to this point of, well, it's awful. God has forgotten us. It's hey, we're in the middle of something, but we know God's our God. Absolutely, and, and we know He's got this. And so our best days are ahead of us. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a great message and a great meditation that with God the best days are ahead for God's people, and, and it starts uh, the New King James. I will praise you, Lord, with my whole heart, or uh, give thanks. Yeah, with English my stand- whole heart. English standard is give thanks. I think there's mm-hmm. some going back and forth. You know, and giving thanks and praise are interconnected. Oh, of course they are. I, yeah. I would say that Thanksgiving. I, I often say that. Um, all right, make sure I get this right as I'm thinking it through here, that both praise and thanksgiving are adoration mm-hmm, of God. Mm-hmm. Praise is adoration for who God is. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is adoration for what God has done and what we are certain God will do. Yeah. So it's ador- adoration. Both of these are forms of lifting God up, of magnifying him. What really stuck out to me, though, as I've read this again and again and again over the past week in preparation for us to talk about it in preparation for the blog posts that I'm writing about these, is that I will give thanks or I will praise with my whole heart. With my whole heart. With my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Not with ha- it's not going to be half-hearted. Right. It's not going to be half-hearted praise. It's going to be whole-hearted praise. And I couldn't help but remember what Jesus says is the greatest command. Mm-hmm. The greatest command when he was asked is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, heart, mm-hmm. and all your soul and all your might. And that that when I am loving God with all of my heart, when, when every bit of me is just eaten up with, with adoration for God, with mm-hmm. love and desire and delight in God, then wherever I am, I'm going to be able to give thanks to God with my whole heart. I'm going to be able to praise God with everything that I am. Now, when my love is divided, mm-hmm. if my love is divided between God and something else, it's going to be hard to give thanks to God with my whole heart because, of course, I can only have one master. Absolutely can only have one master. One time, or sometimes I I think in my heart, I love God. I think I love God. I think I love God with all my whole heart. But but what does that look like? What does that mean? How can I know? One of the things that jumps out at me in this psalm is after this declaration about, I will give thanks to you with my whole heart or praise you with my whole heart. The remainder of verse 1 and verse 2 talks about these actions. I will tell of your marvelous works. One of the signs that my heart is full of love for God, I'm loving with all my heart, is my desire to share that with other people, to talk about it. I will tell of all your marvelous works. Mm. You know, what you love with all your heart and thanking God with all your heart, you're going to talk about to other people. And his marvelous works. You know, this, this psalm is great to talk about God's deliverance and victory over the nations, mm-hmm. judgment over the Gentiles. Yep. But the bulk of the psalms, I mean, you can go to and find all kinds of his works yeah. discussed and declared. We've talked a couple of times in psalms about creation and the wonder of that. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just about to jump in with that, and you yeah. just said what I was going to. Yeah. Creation. What, I mean, I think about that. I think about uh, how important it is to talk to our kids about creation and to try to drive the the message home that there is a God who made all of this. And this world is exactly what you'd expect to find if everything written in the Bible is true. It does add up. Uh, because, I mean, let's face it, they're not getting that message through a lot of media or even in 
public education, that there's a God behind this world, and so you understand the world by what he's given. But I love God with all my heart, and I give thanks with all my heart, so I'm going to talk about his works and his works in creation. His creation, the recreation through the flood, the saving of Noah and his family from that perverse generation. And I know we often see that more as like a destructive work. It's hard to throw that one up as a wonderful thing, and yet it's not... It, it's not so much that God destroyed all the world. It's that God saved the one that had his favor, that he mm-hmm. saved Noah and the family. And and what a powerful work that is. And then recreated the world. You've got God's powerful working in calling Abraham forth mm-hmm. and setting apart his people. And then, of course, taking them through Egypt, bringing them into the land. We've got so many things, ultimately, of course, for us. And yeah. This was something that David couldn't be thinking about when he said, I'm going to tell of God's marvelous works. I mean, there is the most marvelous work. Yeah. Jesus on the cross, three days in the grave, resurrected. Resurrection. Absolutely. Ascended to the throne. Of, I, I need to recount that. So I appreciate you jumping into, so what would this look like yeah. and moving on into the next couple of verses? Because my, what does the, tell, tell me, I know we're going to read it tomorrow, but New King James in verse two. What yeah. Does it say so there? I will be glad and rejoice in you. Next line, the whole, the whole thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I will sing praise to your name almost high. Okay, so the ESV, I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing. Just, yeah. I, I hadn't so thought about I, I, I'm starting to think about, again, what, what does it look like when my heart is full? I'm, I'm going to talk about his marvelous works. I'm going to declare those things. Uh, have you ever thought about the question, what, what do you sing about? Well, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going to go with this. I recently read, and I think this, I've been, I've been reading a lot of things lately, and so they're starting to blend together, but I think this was from William Law's book, uh, which is in the 1700s. It was, it was surprising to me how modern it was to mm-hmm. be 300 years old. It was like written in 1728, a serious call to a holy and devout life, I think is what it was called. And, and he talked about this issue of the singing mm-hmm. and what songs resonate with my heart. I, I was, I was, frankly, I mean, I was just by myself reading it, but I was humiliated as what, what hit me. Mm-hmm. Because what occurred to me is, man, a car drives by and there's some 1980s anthem rock song. And man, I am just pumped up and keyed up and I'm singing along and I'm remembering the words. And of course, sometimes I get to a line and I was like, oh, I didn't remember that's what that said. <laughs> but man, one of those songs gets going and I'm just, I am just right in tune because those songs resonate in my mm-hmm. heart. That's, mm-hmm. that's when I was a teenager. I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, yeah. That's when I was Don't a teenager. Don't be ashamed of that. That's when I was a teenager. And so, boy, that just <laughs> resonates with me. And and he talked about that issue of what songs resonate with you. Is it is it the the songs of the culture and the songs of the world, or is it the songs of the Lord? Now, I don't. I'm not saying it's wrong to enjoy songs that are entertainment songs from the world. I'm, I'm not saying that. But what hit me was my reaction when I hear someone else singing a praise song is not usually like that. In fact, sometimes somebody starts doing that out in public, and I'm a little embarrassed. Um, instead of chiming in and join along and, yeah. and it resonating. And so I've actually over the last couple of weeks been really working on that. And and, and I, I believe I'm seeing a, a change on that. I really appreciate this because it reminds me that I needed that reminder that, that what what needs to resonate in my heart is the songs of are the songs of thanksgiving and praise yeah. and worship. Hymns. I you know, I began thinking about what are some of the hymns that I love? What are, what are the ones that I even, you know, have associations with uh, in my childhood? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's a song that I don't know a lot of, maybe a lot of people um, know beyond, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast know it, but I know a lot of other folks do. Uh, this song called Our God, He is Alive. Our God, yes. Yeah, which is really a song, declaration of creation, mm-hmm. and really kind of an answer that life goes back to God, and the source of that is God, and man's never going to figure it out. I mean, it's really, I think, uh, in a very uh, glorifying way to God, a kind of an anti-evolution uh, well, it, hymn when, when, when you get into the, the lyrics of it. I think that's what it was, yeah. But there man, is beyond I, the azure blue. I remember one time being so troubled. I mean, as a small child, I'd, I'm sure I had done something, um, you know, inappropriate. And I'm so sure my, you did. Back then, parents disciplined their kids a little differently when they were acting out in worship services and uh, speaking about being a Gen Xer. And, uh, and, you know, so my dad took me out and I think straightened me out a little bit and I was troubled in the foyer. And, uh, and But I remember the congregation started start singing that song. And my dad goes, well, they're singing our favorite song. Why don't we go in there and sing it? And it helped dry my eyes, actually. And Very I good. said, uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's sing it. <laughs> we went back in and sang that song. Yeah. And I was a little guy. So, I mean, I that, that song has been very meaningful to me, just declaring our great God and creator, our God, he is alive. So, again, not trying to make any rules. I, I'm still going to listen to the radio at times and enjoy songs from my youth. But oh, yeah. just that that issue of when when i am thanking god with my whole heart when the when the when the songs of praise are sung it's going to resonate and it's going to call forth praise from us because mm-hmm. we're thanking god with our whole heart our heart is devoted to him we want to give thanks to god with our entire heart because we love the lord our god with our whole heart our whole soul our whole mind i know i know i need to be praying that god would get me there Mm-hmm. I, you know, this is not, hey, here's where I am. Come be with me. This is this is where we're heading. And I, I hope God will make all of this that we've said today true in, in our lives. Uh, thank you so much for chiming in or for joining in, I guess I should say, on this conversation, listening in. We'd love to hear from you. What uh, what ways do you thank and praise God with your whole heart? Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day, and thank you for this psalm, this ninth one that we're getting to talk about this week. Uh, God, as, as we think about your greatness, we want to give thanks to you with our heart. Father, we want to praise you with all of our heart. And as we go about our activities this day and, and our relationships with others, we we just pray, Father, that we might be anchored in your truth, that you are there, you are near, and we are your people. We rejoice in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well, <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hi, Edwin. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey.
Hey, Andrew. Edwin, what you got in your hand? <laughs> I'm not doing that one again. You did that one last week. Oh, I got to do that. Uh, was that last something. week? You got to do something else. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. <clears throat> hey, Edwin. Hold on. I got to make a note to edit this or I will forget.